Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or someone who just needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you'll learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real-life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. My guest on the show this week is someone I met as a student at the University of Tampa. One thing that I loved about the University of Tampa was at the time, the small student population was a major key. AJ was a photography major and I was a finance major, and we were still able to connect and become great friends. Once he left Tampa for California, things in Tampa were certainly not the same. I'd like to introduce my great friend, AJ Favicchio. Hey, Vin. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Thanks for joining my podcast, AJ. Why don't you share your story and then end up what you're working on today? Yeah, so um, basically I moved from Tampa, Florida to California about three years ago. I was a film major, and Around the time where um, sophomore year came around, I was was not as fulfilled with the film program as I expected to be. So I ended up starting um, uh, or enrolling in the business school as a uh, entrepreneurship major. And that really was the birth of kind of where I'm at today and doing what I'm doing today because it gave me the platform to use the tools that I was had access to in the film program and then apply them in a real world situation. And I was getting, you know, jobs in college, probably a little bit as like kind of a gift and definitely underqualified for certain jobs. But it was a matter of like, oh, this this kid is hungry and he's and he's doing it and he has good aesthetic and what he's doing is pretty good. So um, so now kind of short of that. And then now I um, I moved to California about three years ago with a buddy of mine and we currently are um, directors in the music video industry as well as the commercial industry, which is on the horizon, um, and um, making videos on a level that I was always always wanted to achieve, and do, being a director in that space as opposed to being a business owner. So I'll go into a little bit of that detail in a minute. Yeah, AJ, great. Thanks for sharing. And now something I do each week is I share an entrepreneurial journey that's sure to inspire our listeners someone's uh, route that can maybe help everybody get through their tough parts of entrepreneurship. I got this great article from Tots Plus, a write-up site I use when I have music people on the show or with a little film background. So for you today, I'm going to introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Jimi Hendrix. He was brought up in poverty, was neglected often, and his father was in the military. The author of his biography, Room Full of Mirrors, was Charles Cross, and he said his father was both neglectful, abusive, and gave up several siblings to foster homes. When the oldest Hendrix couldn't find a steady job, he began to st struggle financially for the family, and Jimmy and his brother were starting to steal from the grocery stores just to eat. When he turned 15, he got an actual guitar and now had a real instrument, not just his broomstick with one ukulele string. He sought advice and listened to everyone who would offer it. He ended up getting into trouble and was forced to either spend two years in prison or go to the army. He enlisted in the army. No one knows why, but when his discharge from the army after only one year, Speculation rose as to why. Some say that he convinced his superiors he was a homosexual, while others speculate that he had a broken angle. He began playing music once he was no longer serving at small gigs and opportunities with big names as the Isley Brothers, Little Richard, 
and Ike and Tina Turner. He is now able to form the Jimi Hendrix experience in 1966 and was the recognition and the credibility established from the other experiences. All of this from a boy who fought through adversity from Seattle, Washington. AJ, did you know about his background at all? I knew a little bit about it. <clears throat> and I, um, I knew that he was a, a backup artist in a lot of bands and a lot of famous bands. And he was one of the first African-American frontmans, uh, frontmen for a, um, his own band. Like the Jimi Hendrix Experience was designed by the record label and they gave him a band. But he was the first African-American to be like the lead man in a rock and roll band. Amazing, AJ. Well, let's get into the big five. Each week, what I do is I ask these five questions to each guest to learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur through their story. You all ready to go? I am, sir. All right. When did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or that you just needed a change? You touched a little bit, but please mm -hmm. get into it. Mm -hmm. So um, in my case, I was very fortunate to start my business during college. Um, I didn't really do film in high school, really. I always had a, had an interest in art in the arts. I always had um, an affinity for film and television. And my dad would try really hard to get me to read more as opposed to watch TV. Um, but I, 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 my family really loved movies and really loved the industry, <clears throat> or I should say the art of it. Um, so the, the pretty vital moment was when I added entrepreneurship as a second major. I was in the film program, I was a little, little ups, uh, unfulfilled with the film program, and entrepreneurship was seemed to be the next thing. I had heard about it, one of my film professors mentioned it, and I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. Let me get a business degree while I'm still doing film. Um, it put me in a unique situation because I was the only student in the business program who was also a film student. And the resources of the film program, um, like access to cameras, access to gear, access to lenses, is like an, is a value that a lot of students don't have. So in, in the film program, everyone's making movies, which some part of me wishes I did a little bit more of that. But I was kind of in the short, you know, long term, like, let me use this and make some money and let me make a business out of this. And my entire entrepreneurship class was or in curriculum was about finding the intersection, find the intersection of your passion with business or how to monetize what you're doing and, you know, make a business out of it. So um, I utilized the resources of that department and then brought it into the film, into the business school and started getting gigs. And um, uh, it, it was never a point where I wasn't happy, but it was just an, an opportunity for me to really capitalize on a um, market. And, you know, there's plenty of video production companies in the area and stuff, but um, at the time it was perfect for me. And, um, so I started my LLC in college. Um, the network of UT <clears throat> was amazing. Yep. The network of my college was amazing and giving me access to people and giving me access to, uh, different opportunities and jobs and ways to network and things like that. Um, <clears throat> fortunately since college, I graduated college in 2014. Um, I haven't been, have, I've been, been able to be fulfilled and, sustain my business since then which is pretty awesome um one moment of change that i realized <clears throat> was more of like an opportunity at my door than it was a like i gotta get out of here and i need to look for a way out i was living in tampa and <clears throat> excuse me i was living in tampa and my buddy who i had worked with a few times i actually knew of him through the film industry through the network in tampa and he was an amazing videographer, an amazing editor. 
And um, he was moving to Los Angeles with an opportunity to make music videos for this um, music producer. And um, basically, he's like, hey, do you want to move out and work with me here? And I was like, yep, that's it. It's all I needed to hear. I kind of, I kind of, uh, I probably avoided some of the red flags that were there with the actual opportunity itself. But that was just kind of my ambition. I'm like, well, I have this ticket to move to Los Angeles. This is what I wanted to do always. I've always wanted to actually try to make some something as opposed to just owning a business, which the fact that you you had Jimi Hendrix in this episode that I thought was really interesting because it, it's so many similarities in terms of art, being an entrepreneur, being a creative at the same time, um, you know, obviously uh, a talent is a huge part of that in, in, in a, you know, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. But I think the similarities are there. And also when you deal with creative industries, it's like, you know, freelance gigging, it's trying to sustain. And it's, although it's a little different, it's definitely a, the same in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, you say that because that's my goal is when I pick these, sometimes if it's just a great story or a well-known story, I'll do that. But I figured, let me try to have it resonate a little bit with you today. And, for sure for sure and it's definitely a um it was i love how you picked that one it was a great example um let's yeah. move to uh one or two of the most difficult parts that you find to being an entrepreneur i know there are a ton of them but if you had to pick yeah. two what are you thinking so uh, for for a creative industry and for a creative like platform and the way that my industry works is a lot of you know, waiting around in a sense. It's difficult in my field because what we do is very, it's it's determined by the industry and how busy the industry is. So when we get a job, we're not advertising for our jobs as directors. We're working directly with record labels as more internal. So our executive producer and our agent goes out trying to get jobs, just like an actor has to go audition for jobs. Okay, okay. We have to do the same thing. We have to bid on a job and it's competitive and there's like 10 other directors doing it. So it's a little difficult. One thing that's like super difficult is, is the, is the self doubt that creeps in when work is not there. And that's kind of where we are right now. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. It's, we had a year that was astronomical for us, like a rocket ship took off last January where we just had tons of people hitting us up and tons of great opportunities and did some of our best videos. And then the last month or so, it's just slowed. And that's the industry. That's this, you know, in general, it's slow. It's the record entrepreneurship. When you have, when you have one thing, you get 10 assignments. And then when you have nothing, you get no offers, you get nothing. It's just and, and that's just the way it goes. And it's, and it's not, uh, and it's, it's tough not to take it personally. So the self doubt that creeps in, is so real and for like you know a while you feel great and you're like you know what we come off we came off a heater we're feeling good but it's it, it definitely creeps in and the ability to stay motivated when you're not busy i find to be a great challenge because when i have a thousand things to do i can get everything done i'm i'm productive i wake up i'm like i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this and you feel great when i'm slow getting stuff done is very difficult for me because it's like I have one thing to do and I have no real sandbox to play in. It's just free reign. So staying motivated, um, blocking out your own self-doubt, I find to be the challenge at times. Um, 
some, it, you know, it, it's just kind of how it goes. And especially with creative industry and it's not, I'm not selling a product, you know, I'm, I don't have a business. I don't have like a door, you know, I can't advertise as much as like, you know, it's a definitely a different field. It's like being a musician, it's being an actor. Providing a service. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit different, but at the end of the day, I just had an interesting conversation with a buddy of mine who is, who went to Tisch School of the Arts. He, he's in front of the camera. He just got his show picked up. He did this live sh comedy show that now just got picked up for a series. Wow. And he's like, and he's like, we had this conversation similarly. And he was like, yo man, well, the grass isn't greener. We're here because this is what we want to do. This is what we decided to do. And I'm like, you're right. This is where we are. And this is what we got to deal with. So you got to roll with it and you got to stay up. Love it, man. Love it. If you had to pick one of your greatest failures, AJ, what was it? What, what did it teach you? You know, why'd you pick it? Yeah. Um, I think every video we do in some ways is a failure. And what I mean by that is there's always teachable moments in everything that we do. Um, I can go back three years i can go back two years and look at videos that we we directed i direct with a buddy of mine his name is miles cable we're known as miles and aj which is why i'm saying we um and i can go back to all these videos and be like wow that's bad and just hate on everything that i've done and that i think is like the true like artists always are their own worst critic and I am so in that camp and it's it's yeah. debilitating at times, but it's kind of factual. And one of the books that I've read, which I wanted to talk about at the end, was it's called The Art of I'm sorry, The War of Art. And um, The War of Art is about resistance and about, you know, being able to pursue and, and just sit down and actually do work and write. You know, it's a bit told from a perspective of a writer. And as a failure, it's like we, we hate everything we do. You know, you do it, you feel great about it. And then at the end, you're like, oh, I don't like that. Keep going. So I, I think I, I learn from every, every job that we do, every video that we do. And we constantly look out for the teachable moments that arise. And there's a lot of them. Great answer. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people listening in. Yeah. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? Same thing. Why'd you pick them? What are you talking about? Um, entrepreneur, great question. Uh, I, I chose um, Stanley Kubrick, who is more of a director than I would say entrepreneur. Um, an absolute legendary filmmaker, like often credited as one of the most influential like directors, filmmakers of all time. What um, put out? Um, the Shining is undeniable. The thing about Stanley Kubrick is like every movie he does, no matter what genre it's in all you know it's a kubrick video you are a kubrick movie like every single one like full metal jacket uh clockwork orange so it's it's one of those where you just know that it's a kubrick film um i had not seen shining in a, in a long time and i'm like i'm gonna watch this movie again and it's unbelievable um and so he started as like a photographer when he was in high school and like as an aspiring movie director it it does such a, a service to look at the greats and also look at like where they started and the path through entrepreneurship, the path through filmmaking is so different. It's just so incredibly different for everybody. Some people start here, some people start somewhere else and it, the path, there's no right or wrong path. So I think that's a lot to, to learn from past greats and understand their, their journey and what makes a good filmmaker and what makes a good director. And it comes down to story and it comes down to, finding you know composition understanding how 
how how the medium works. Um, what well, entrepreneurial journey I feel because you have to go out there and get your food every day. No one's giving you the paycheck every other Friday or every Friday saying, yeah. "Thanks for coming and doing your forty hours." It's no, thanks for doing your two hundred hours. Right. And yeah. For sure, for sure. If I could get one more, if I could have one more person about conversation to have a conversation with, I think it'd be Bill Belichick too. Just a legendary, legendary leader and a uh, legendary person, just to like learn from. And and I'll, I'll have another sentiment about that as you as you laugh at me, Vincent. Um, I'll have another sentiment about him in a minute, but we can move on. Well, I'm gonna ask what what. What makes him the entrepreneur that you choose? I don't. I don't know if entrepreneur is the right word. I, again, I'm in a creative field. It's, it's different. It's not a business. I'm not growing a business as I am growing myself and growing my own name. But he he's a leader. He's cutting edge. He everything he's done in his life has been all for one thing. He he's just a master at what he does. And there's a lot. To, and I I use the analogy of football a lot in my work, which is kind of ironic. Um, as a create in a creative industry, but it's it's about the, the the battle is won before it is fought. It's all in preparation, and there's nothing more true with directing than that. Like if you show up on a set without a plan, without an idea what you're doing, you're going to fail. It's not going to be as good as it can be. Everything happens in the preparation, and I, I take that from from one of the greats, and and it, and it applies to a lot of situations in my life. Great answer. Great answer. All right, AJ, where do you see yourself in this entrepreneurial endeavor and maybe other endeavors in the future? Let's look at one year from today and five years today. One year from today, what are you hoping? One year from today, uh, I hope we have a few commercials under our belt. I would, I want to say a few. I don't, one is not enough. I want to say like maybe like five to 10, which would be amazing. Um, commercials because music videos are a great place and I will always love to do music videos but I don't want to be the world's best music video director I don't want to be like the best and I said that when I left Tampa when I left LA when I came to LA I told my parents that I was like I don't want to be the best at this small thing I want to grow vertically as opposed to laterally um so I want to do some commercials are on the horizon where we have a commercial rep and we're hoping we get some commercials this year. Um, and we're close. We were very close this past year um, for to get one for um, a tequila brand, which would have been amazing. Um, and then in five years, um, uh, TV and film. I'm currently using my spare time, like using the time that we haven't been working and focusing on a series uh, development that I've been working on that's semi-autobiographical and focusing on that. And there's no guarantees with any of that. And there's no, of course, there's nothing guaranteed, but I'm working on that and hopefully working on that or in a writer's room or, you know, directing episodes of a TV show, like in the next five to maybe seven, 10 years, who knows? Well, I love the ambition. I know your work ethic, so I'm sure that's a very feasible goal. So thanks so much, AJ, for coming on today. I know our listeners are definitely going to see the value you brought on here today. I really enjoyed, you know, the answer for the difficult parts of being an entrepreneur with the self-doubt. I think your entire answer there will be very valuable for anybody listening in because those are very common, mm. regular side effects to being an entrepreneur. But it's time for the last word, AJ. Is there something you want to share with our listeners today that you did not get to touch on yet? Um... Yeah, I think you kind of just hit it again, man. I think we learn more from our failures than we do our victories. And that that touches upon every aspect of what I spoke about. Um, 
Uh, Sun Tzu said that quote I said before, the battle is won before it is fought. That's the, that's the mentality that leaders bring into their, their teams, to their crews, uh, through their offices. Like you have to put in the work in order to win the battle and you can't dig a hole. You can't win a war by digging a hole. You got to attack and you got to fight. So, um, I just want to kind of bring up some books that I read as a, in, in college and after college that I found to be super fundamental. Please do. Um, uh, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, a buddy of mine from college, shared it with me, and I think you as well, Vin. Um, one of my favorite books and a foundational book that I read, I actually try to share that book with young people as much as I can. I gave it to my like 16-year-old cousin for, for his birthday, and I was like, you're not going to read this now, but you have it, and this is important book to carry with you for life. Um, everything that he writes is amazing. I just read his newest book called The Laws of Human Nature, which is amazing and such a useful tool to learn about human psychology and understand how people work and to know that these feelings that you have as a human are are because we're human and not because we're messed up and that goes into self-doubt into like that crippling anxiety of of trying to make something and do something um and the last one i think would be uh the four agreements which is uh an amazing like book that is just uh it's um foundational as well awesome aj why don't you go ahead and share your social media website or any ways for our listeners to get in touch with you yeah um my uh website is milesandaj.com and um instagram is miles m-i-l-e-s milesandaj.com instagram if you just search aj favicchio it should pop right up um and um our other Instagram is just Miles and AJ. If you Google Miles and AJ, you'll find pretty much everything you need. Appreciate it, AJ. You guys can, of course, follow the show on Instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. Be sure to check out my book on Amazon, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work really hard to find value-delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I will follow the last word with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you too. Great things never came from comfort zones. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you finish tuning in today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.